There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed, song of the redeemed. Well, we certainly hope you had a good Memorial Day. We certainly hope that we were honoring those that have died for our country, those that we remember. I know that I've known many World War II veterans, Vietnam veterans over the years, some still living. We honor them, but those that have gone on, we certainly memorialize them. I remember several years back, being at the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier, got to meet the Medal of Honor winner, Sammy Davis. Now, he's not the jazz player, and he's a white man, but he was a uh, great warrior in Vietnam. And, uh, you know, one of the things that you don't understand, I guess, as a man, is you understand how much bravery do I have, and you don't know until you put in these situations. And my wife and I were just recently over at the World War II Museum here in Eldred, Pennsylvania. We honor, they honor Colonel Page, and uh, when you look at his story and what he did and what he accomplished there on Guadalcanal to earn the Medal of Honor, and my wife asked me that question. She said, how uh, can a man even do what he did? And I just told her, I said, well, it's the grace of God. It's people praying. And sure enough, the curator later on began to explain to me he had a praying mother and uh, back home in the States praying for him. And he himself talked about the hand of God as a Japanese bullets would cut under his chin above his head and how the commander, the major of the Japanese forces had, a, had him in pistol range. And somehow, he was able to avoid that bullet and uh, turned his 30 cal and turned around and took that man's life. And they're on display in the museum or his pistol, his sword. And I'm not talking about Colonel Pages. They have his whole uniform. I'm talking about the man that was shooting at him. You know why? Because he slew him in the heat of battle. And so he's dead today. A Medal of Honor winner, but a true hero. And we are America. We need to honor those that have fought to keep this freedom. You and I would not have this podcast. We wouldn't have a church. We wouldn't have the word of God if someone hadn't given their life. And so we want to honor those men. So we hope you had a great Memorial Day. I certainly hope you memorialized uh, those type of people and uh, those men that have given their lives. And then uh, can I say to us, church, we need to remember those that died in the faith. Uh, those warriors of the faith, unsung heroes, those that gave their lives for their families and gave their lives for the word of God. And that you and I today have not yet given our lives for the word of God. It may come to that in the United States. We're certainly heading that direction. But we need to memorialize and remember those that went on before. We need to read the Martyr's Mirror, Fox's Book of Martyrs, and remember those that died in the faith. Sunday school teachers need to teach their families and their children. Uh, those that died in the faith, their stories are gruesome, they're horrific, yet they're the truth. And so we need to remember them as well. Thank God for a generation uh, that went before us, that taught us the word of God. But it was the generation before them, the generation before them, the generation before them. And I can go on and on how the word of God was kept and how the word of God has prospered us. And I bless the name of the Lord and thank the Lord for that this day. We're going to be in Psalm 38. And I'm just looking at a couple of verses today. And I'll probably be fairly brief. But whenever I say that, it usually goes long. But I want to look at this in light of the word of God. To do that, I must go back to what we we preached most of the week in Shingle House last week, and it's in Exodus chapter 3 where the Word of God is found. 
And of course, the uh, bush has burned, and Moses said, I'll turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush is not burnt. Now, when I say the bush is burned, it burned with fire, but it wasn't consumed, is what the Word of God said. So then he said it was not burnt. And that was kind of interesting. And so it burned with fire, but it was not consumed, and it was not burnt. There's a great English lesson is a great study for you wordsmiths in there between burn and burnt. And so I certainly hope you take advantage of that to understand that. That's the linguistics of this King James Bible. That's the word of God. That's the truth that God has given us. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called him out of the midst of the bush. And he said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here am I. And he said, draw not nigh hither, put off thy shoes from off thy feet. For the place whereon thou standest is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. And so again, he said, I am the God of thy father. Moses asked him, who sent him? And Moses said, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel, and shall say unto them, The God of your fathers has sent me unto you. And they shall say to me, What is his name? What shall I say unto them? And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am hath sent me unto you. Now we see in the word of God, we see the great I am of the word of God. As a matter of fact, in the church here on Tuesday at Shingle House, I preached on the I am of Psalms, and we may do that someday here on the podcast. The Lord would impress me to do that. We'll do that. But you go through the Messianic Psalms and other Psalms, and you look up that little word, I am. And it's interesting how many times you'll see that right in the middle of a Psalm concerning Jesus Christ, those two words, I am. We see it four times, at least in the Psalms, where I don't believe it is Jesus Christ, as far as actually speaking in the first person. Uh, but we see that in a couple of places, it's David, a couple of places referring to the Lord. But here we see Jesus Christ prophesying in the first person. And this is what we says in Psalm 38. In verse 6, I am troubled. I am bowed down greatly. I go mourning all the day long. For my loins are filled with a loathsome disease, and there is no soundness in my flesh. Verse 8, I am feeble and sore broken. I have roared by reason of the disquietness of my heart. Then in verse 17, he says, For I am ready to halt, and my sorrow is continually before me. And so four times we see the great I am of the word of God, Jesus Christ himself, speaking and speaking through the psalmist, but he's speaking in the first person, and he simply makes that great statement that he said to Moses out of the bush, I am. And so we see that I am troubled. He was a man that knew trouble. Why? Because he's made sin for us. We see the word of God says, I am bowed down greatly. Why? There's no soundness in his flesh. He's corrupt. He's weak. He's feeble. His visage is marred more than any man. He's been made sin for us. He's bowed down. Why? He bowed his head at one point and gave up the ghost. Is that enough evidence to understand this is the Christ? I am bowed down. And then he says in verse 8, I am feeble and sore broken. I have roared by reason of the disquietness of my heart. Why? That heart of purity, that heart, God's heart. And God's heart's now been made sin for us. And he bears our iniquities upon his heart and our sin upon his heart. His heart is literally broken within him. The disquietness upon his heart. He said, that's made me feeble and sore broken. And then in verse 17, he says, for I am ready to halt. 
and my sorrow is continually before me. And so we see the great I am of the word of God. I would like to look at two instances just briefly in Psalm 119. And these are two that are very difficult for me personally to put the pieces together. But I'm just going to tell you something the Lord showed me in the I am of Psalms. In verse 125 of Psalm 119, I am thy servant. Give me understanding that I may know thy testimonies. Now, people would kind of balk at that and say, well, it could be David, and it could be David. It could absolutely be the psalmist writing. But I also can see it as Jesus Christ, who was that servant. But then we get over to Psalm 141, or Psalm 119, 141. In verse 137, he starts this portion, Sadai, that's T-Z-A-D-D-I, Righteous art thou, O Lord, and upright of thy judgments. Thy testimonies that thou hast commanded are righteous and very faithful. My zeal hath consumed me because mine enemies have forgotten thy words. So again, now we start to see some of these key words. We've talked about these last five months. Some of the key words concerning Jesus Christ, his judgments, his testimonies, his righteousness, his faithfulness. The consummation of his zeal, his mind enemies is one of those key words. So often we see that. But then he says, thy word is very pure, therefore thy servant loveth it. Now, who knew more than Jesus Christ how pure the word of God was? And then he says in verse 141, I am small and despised, yet do not I forget thy precepts. Now, the Lord just kind of revealed this to me, and I'm certainly thankful. I give him all the glory for it. I'm not going to take any credit for even trying to think of something like this, but the Lord certainly has shown me this. And in Exodus 30 and verse 34, and the Lord said unto Moses, take unto these sweet spices, Stacti and Arnica and Galbanum, these sweet spices with pure frankincense, of each shall there be a like weight, and thou shalt make it a perfume, a confection after the art of the apothecary, tempered together, pure and holy, and thou shalt beat some of it very small. Notice that. Thou shalt beat, beat some of it very small and put of it before the testimony in the tabernacle of the congregation, where I will meet with thee. It shall be unto you most holy. And as for the perfume which thou shalt make, ye shall not make to yourselves according to the composition thereof. It shall be unto thee holy for the Lord. Notice that. That perfume is holy for the Lord. It's not for yourself. It's for the Lord. Whosoever shall make like unto that to smell thereto shall even be cut off from his people. And so we see again in verse 36, thou shalt beat some of it very small. And so it's tempered together. This confection is the right mixture, the right blend, the right temperature, the right seasoning. And he says, so beat some of it very small and put of it before the testimony in the tabernacle of the congregation. And this is what the Lord said, where I will meet with thee. And then in Psalm 119, Jesus Christ speaking in the first person, I am small and despised, yet do not I forget thy precepts. Thy righteousness is an everlasting righteousness, and thy law is the truth. And I understand this people that would say, well, you know, you've gone too far with that. You've, you've stepped out of the bounds of that. But Jesus Christ was beaten small as that perfume was beaten small. He became no man. He became a worm, the word of God said. He was despised of the people. And yet the word of God stood true. 
It was the word of God they crucified, yet the word of God still stands. His word is still pure, even though he was made sin for us. He gave his spirit to the Father. Why? His spirit had not sinned. His flesh was given to the grave. His soul was made an offering in hell. That's the word of God, Jesus Christ. So as we look at these I am's of the word of God, I am troubled. I am bowed down greatly. I go mourning all the day long. I am feeble and sore broken. I have roared by reason of the disquietness of my heart. And then he said, for I am ready to halt and my sorrow is continually before me. And one of the things I challenged the church the other night, when you see that I am of the word of God over 600 times, the I am is mentioned over 500 times, no doubt it's speaking of the Lord God himself. And when he says, I am, I am the Lord thy God. I am thy God. I am the God of Abraham. I am the God of Isaac. I am the God of Jacob. I will be with thee. I am, uh, I am he which will not leave thee. And I am thy God. And he goes on and on. And over 500 times explicitly, he says, I am the Lord. But so often he adds something in there. Then he adds this little phrase, I will. Because I am, I will. Because I am, I'm going to impose my will. Because I am the Lord, I can do my will. I will do as I choose to do. And that's what he says in verse 18. For I will declare mine iniquity. I will be sorry for my sin. And so we see that in the word of God, Jesus Christ has humbled himself. He's become obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. And it's there our Savior dies for us. It's there he pays the sin debt for us. It's there that his blood is shed for you and for me at the cross of Calvary, the great I am, the word of God. Let this be a help to us. Would you take these words? Would you seal them in your heart for the glory of God? Would you have a great day? We certainly thank the Lord for each of you. Tune in again tomorrow as we continue with the Lord's help in Psalm 38. There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning, and he longs to return to the Lord, as he cries for forgiveness and mercy. God is waiting. You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania. 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption calleth not. Now the angels of God are rejoicing for the prodigal child has come home, and the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed.